Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Hit by Babies. Yes, Sirski. Yo, it's Deadly. You know, I got my boy Ray with me, as always. We're about to get into this new Boldy James, Nicholas Craven penalty leadership. So it's exciting, man. We got the uh, Series 2 of uh, Nick Craven and Boldy James, you know, but an electric combo. Uh, we all know Nicholas Craven as being the sample chop god, you know, the man who uh, uses no drums, but somehow, you know, still brings some of the hardest beats to the game. Uh, Boldy James, Detroit rap legend. Uh, we've been tuned in since um, Price Tea in China back in 2020, early pandemic era. So this is what our second, third Maybe fourth Boldy James review at this point. Yeah, but projects wise, this is like eighth, ninth, tenth, whatever. He drops a lot of projects. And we deep in there, man. The work ethic is to be noted, but last year he got in an accident. So it was like, oh, damn, what's going to happen? Obviously, he had to slow down, take a break, heal up because the injury. He had to go through rehab and stuff and everything. As we'll get into when we talk about the tracks, because he talks about it. He's made projects since the accident, but this one, he kind of touches on it more. And even, I think, in the album cover, he references the accident as far as, like, him going into the ambulance and stuff, right? So... Yeah, bro. With all his ice on. He got yeah. the neck uh, cover, because, you know, he of hurt course, he of his course. spine. You got to stay fresh in a dire circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're hitting this nigga with a defibrillator, bringing him back to life for us. Kind of funny, not going to lie. Thank God, you know, we still got Bodhi here, man. Uh, always scary losing somebody that you love. I love you, Bodhi. Glad to hear and to see that he's back. So this is the first time we actually gotten into it where he has been recording since the accident, because, you know, Nicholas Craven was the first one in the studio with him after his incident this is yeah. new era and nick was tweeting he seemed excited to get back into it because fair exchange no robbery was a top tier project in 2022 i think we both had it in our list i think i had it in my top five maybe you did too but either way it was a project that deserved to be talked about more because they didn't really miss on that project i mean pretty much every sample every song was sequenced well i think they've worked together before that but for them to collaborate on that level and have that much chemistry was dope it was it's pretty crazy listen. man Buddy james is one of those rappers who's going to get a new producer every time he's going to try to keep a similar style i really appreciate that about him because you know a lot of different artists will kind of just get a conglomerate of producers and not have any real clear artistic direction on their projects i would say getting one producer to do the majority of the producing on your album just makes it flow better it makes it like a little bit easier to understand just kind of thematically beat wise like what what they're doing and you kind of get to see an artist explore a different avenue without necessarily changing their sound call back to fair exchange no robbery so you know we got version of boldy that we've seen before definitely got something more to say this time something uh yeah. new something yeah you know, he's a little bit more hungry. So let's get into it, man. At the gate, I'll tell you, when I was first listening to this, I think Fair Exchange, No Robbery, was obviously from a different time period. Boldie was on a run, continuing to drop dope after dope after dope project, right? And this was another yeah. one that came out, like, right in between. This one, obviously, after the accident, I think because he had more to say, the project came off more like, boom, like it had to hit, and it had to hit hard out the gate. And a formal invite, even the track title, like this is a formal invite to what I'm about to get into. And that was a perfect way to set the tone. Um, I was surprised at how urgent that sounded, especially with the way the, the sample keeps going over and over. And it's like, woo, Bodie just keeps going. You know what I'm saying? Shots ring out. People shout. People shout. <laughs> That's what happens when Bodie comes to town, bro. Yeah. Like you say, he doesn't use like drums a lot. 
but he almost uses the sample to make the hard hitting sounds. Right? They're there, man. It's just how he mixes it. You know, like yeah. the, you can hear the snare, you can hear the hi hats in the back, man. You just gotta have an ear that works. He beat the allegations. He had a lot of different times where um, he was using drum patterns that I thought were, you know, pretty good. And um, but the highlight of his producing style, he definitely highlights the sample, like you said. It's just the most prominent part of it. But I really like that, you know, about Nicholas Craven's style, the way that the shit rides in the background and then Boldy's going to ride on top of it. It's like kind of like a synergy between him and the in the sample. His like really monotone, steel cold cadence like cuts right through the singing. They're so different. It just works. Beautiful thing to see. Beautiful mm -hmm. thing to hear. You know, this project wasn't as upbeat as Fair Exchange nowhere i rewrite because you have moments on here but then for the most part it's more slow some of the songs are somber the titles he always has like titles about maybe trapping or like a tragedy or something like something that's like happening but these ones i feel like no pun intended early worms gets birds formal invite murderous tendencies speedy recovery even some of the samples were almost digging at the fact that he went through what he went through and of course he had to build himself back up and some people were there from some people obviously weren't or they were thinking he might check out you know he didn't yeah he came back with another one man i've already been replaying this a lot with the extra depth that is boldy opening up about a current situation because i feel like sometimes in the past he's telling a story or he's talking about something that happened in the past you know as far as like when he was trapping this song had more relevant topics as far as like what he's going through now I think it made it hit a little harder, at least for me. And I think it's added to the replayability already. Yeah, Jack Frost, not trying to completely go in order, but Jack Frost was a highlight. It's damn near my favorite track. Really crazy strings on that, you know, where just coming in that plucking in the string and then the violins like coming in. Like, yeah, crazy, bro. Way your baby ice and shit, they call him Jack Frost, bro. Like, mm -hmm. So, you know, he's still talking his shit, bro. You're saying that he's not always talking about, like, that same shit. But he still had it, bro. Soccer mom as well. You know, crash course and moving eggs, this shit. Stocks and bonds. I had the dashboard doing tricks in that soccer mom. He's still talking about that shit, bro. But mm -hmm. I like the way that he did it in this one. I thought it was visceral, you know, face punch, bro. Like you saying, like, murderous intent. Like, he really had that murderous intent during this entire project i felt like yeah it's just such a great contrast to the nice lovely beats that nicholas craven be making because yeah <laughs> some of them sound like it's gonna be nice like, like jack frost one bro he could be talking about like you know sunshines and fucking rainbows on there but yeah that's yeah. not what it is bro that was like the more upbeat one on this album. I kind of knew after No Pun Intended that it might go this route because I like that single a lot. I was playing it a lot. And I think that people complain about Craven sometimes because they feel like, oh, he's a one trick pony or oh, da, da, da. But nah, I don't think so. I think the samples he uses changes. And I think the way he chops them up is usually unique, even if it's simple. Sometimes you don't have to do too much. It's not always simple, bro. It's no, like no, no. Some of these tracks, like, you know, using the same part, but like cutting it in half for the first part. But then when you get later in the track, you know, like he starts extending it out a little bit using different parts of the song. And when you get to the end of the song, you know, revealing what the sample is and stuff so you can hear it. Bro. Those are just like really great parts that fill up the gaps in between. You know, when Bodie's not rapping, there's never a dull moment with Nicholas Craven producing people who would complain about him being a one trick pony 
you're kind of missing the point of what he's doing here. I agree. Evil Genius, really great track too. I, I like the fact that, you know, he, he's talking about what he's doing is inherently evil, but, you know, he's just so good at it, bro. He's the only one who made it out the hood. I like how on that song, he said once he makes it, or like if he gets nominated for a Grammy, they're going to hold the drug dealing he did against him because all the songs, if he were to cross over, I think a lot of people would just be like, oh, his music is good, it's catchy. But if they look into it and listen to what he's talking about and maybe look into certain other things, they'd be like, oh. He really is an evil genius or like, oh, he's not someone to play with. And I think that, yeah, this was another way of pointing that out. And it was dope. I love that he knows that his history is always relevant. It's always going to come back when he does talk about it. It's always from a reflective stance a lot of the time, I feel like. Sometimes he's just talking shit. Sometimes he's just bragging. But sometimes it almost comes off like he's looking at what he did. And he's like, I wonder if it's going to come back and bite me. Because at this point, you know, I'm blowing up. Putting in the work and the numbers are flowing in. But it's like, your history might come back and bite you. Or, you know, it just might haunt you in certain ways when it comes to connections. At least he's not Kanye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not everyone has the ability to do that just do whatever they want with no repercussions sometimes but i think that's what makes boldy kind of relatable you might not do some of the stuff he raps about of course but i try to sometimes take what he says and be like okay that makes sense dealing with a friend that like he says on a no pun intended you know when you have friends like this who needs enemies you know sometimes you start to realize who are your real friends and who are your fake friends who are really going to support you and then you look back you're like man i had ops around me all the time acting like they was my friends acting like they was going to do something but they really weren't and then when shit hits the fan they don't reach out they don't do nothing you know what i'm saying i think that he comes off cold but Obviously, he has a heart there. Obviously, he has moments. He knows what he's doing is wrong, but you got to keep hustling, man. You got to keep flowing. That's what he is, bro. I mean, he's persevering through the struggle. I mean, every time he opens up about, you know, some shit, it's always about his upbringing being not the best. I mean, we got a whole album of that with Majors on McNichols going really deep into his upbringing and shit. And I thought one of the tracks that really got into what he was talking about like that being straight A's. He's just like, I dropped out of high school, but my daughter is now here making straight A's. Isn't mm -hmm. that crazy how life just, yeah. you know, turns around like that sometimes, you know, just because you keep sticking with it, bro. It's really motivational. I'll tell you what, man, I was writing these notes at like 2.30 a.m. and I was like, man, this man, Boldy got a donut around his neck and he's still spitting these bars right now. Yeah. What am I doing, bro? 3 a.m. I need to get to work. Yeah. I feel like he knows how to open up about his trauma pretty comfortably as well because you have brand new Chanel kicks starts with the accident report. It's almost like, you know, someone reporting on the accident that happened and he goes into it. Like I said, on speedy recovery, like, cause this is still kind of recent. He talks about how he had to go through rehab and get his movement and stuff back. Right. Uh -huh. And he's able to get into a pocket and not come off. Like he's just like rapping about it, just to rap about it. Like it seems like he actually had some stuff to point out or some stuff to say. So it came out in a song that was actually good. It wasn't forced. It didn't feel like, oh man, now I have to address this topic. It felt like he just wanted to touch on it and make a dope song, which I appreciate because sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, not everyone can do, you brought up Ye earlier, but not everyone can do it through the wire. We've seen other rappers try to make songs about an accident or a moment, you know, maybe a controversial moment that happened and it comes off kind of like, you should have probably just moved past it, you know? You might not be the best at telling stories about certain incidents in your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, storytelling is a skill, man. I mean, Boldy's got it. 
for sure. He's saying all the right things, man. That's what it is, man. He had, talking about some stuff that like I could relate to with learning unhealthy coping mechanisms where when you cry, that's when you know you're wrong. That's what he learned when he was growing up. I was like, damn, bro. Not everybody allowed to cry in the households, man. I mean, shit, yeah. I wasn't. would find myself crying for different reasons, trying to figure out myself, trying to figure out what these feelings are without trying to be girly or whatever, you know? You know what it is? Just being like these toxic mindsets of uh, what you got to be, you know, that shit shaping him and making him into who he is. You ain't working, you know, 40 hours a week, putting in that overtime, you know, can't make your rental payment. You feel like the Bay Area is too expensive for you, man. Put on some of that Bodie James, man. You're going to make some bands, bro. I'm telling you. I think on Fair Exchange, no robbery. He only had one feature on there. This one, I think it's the same thing, right? He has one feature. Early Worm gets birds. Yeah, he had one feature on here. Uh, Double D. You need some motivation, some hustle. You know, usually the saying is the other way around, but this time, hey, the worms get the birds because they got up and they hustled and they overcame, you know, a bird trying to fuck them up. And they are now they're at the top, right? And I think that's that was a clever way just from the title to get that across. You know, Double D, he had to shoot a shot. Double D had a funny line where he said, someone go tell Rocky he need to share Rihanna. There's a bunch of other lines on the song, but that line made me laugh. Bodhi has that to him as well. He'll make you laugh with a reference. He'll make you laugh at a line that maybe you shouldn't laugh at because the flow comes off kind of comedic, right? Even yeah. though he's monotone. I think that's that Detroit in him. You know, Detroit rappers, I feel like, say out-of-pocket stuff. Some of the ad lib man yeah he just really yeah okay yeah he was just he was just talking bro yeah (laughs) no i really like that track too i had a different interpretation for the beginning i mean i definitely got the worms beats the predator the bird type thing but you know give a nigga some early worms as in put that nigga in the dirt and uh give him some worms and then you're gonna get more birds so um Oh, okay. I thought that was another way that he could you could see it. So I thought it was really cool, you know, just doing the little stuff like that, playing with those, uh, making the wordplay, just giving us more stuff to, like, look into. You know, he's really good at that. Shout out for him getting Double D on there because I thought it, it was a funny verse, and I thought it was a good change of pace, too, you know? I mean, you need a change of pace with this type of rapper. Like you said in the beginning, it's kind of slow. It's probably the most upbeat verse in the entire project right there. From yeah, Double. yeah. The album's pretty slow. Especially, I think, compared to the first one. Straight and tall. Scrabble. Scrabble. Yeah. Power nap. But this one was definitely different. It was more intense, I think. And I like that about it. You know, if you're going to follow up on a project that impressed me, go all in on the second one as well. You know, touch on topics that we haven't heard you touch on. And that's the thing about building chemistry. I said the first one, they had chemistry on This one, they do as well. And I think they don't have like a group name or nothing, but obviously being a collaborative project, you know, them working together all the time, you have to be willing to try to do different things, even if you're doing it within the realm of the music you usually make. And I think they did that well here because of course I was hyped going into this project, but considering everything that's happened, I didn't know how good it was going to be or, you know, how much I would like it following the first one. Because sometimes, you know, the sophomore slump, sometimes the second project isn't as good as the first. And I'm not going to say this one is as good as the first, but I like it in a different way. And that's very important. Because you don't want to be like, oh man, this is basically the same project and one of them is better. You know, I might like another one for a different reason. And I'm getting that with this. I think that's important. And I think that for them, I mean... Bodie James is just so consistent. Really hard to say Bodie James is going to miss or going to do something that doesn't pique your interest. But I think one of the most important parts is him working with the right people to make his sound really stick. And I think that him working with Nick Craven again was the right move 
for sure, hundred percent. He really does have a certain way in which he highlights Boldy's voice that nobody else really can capture except for him. So do it again, bro. Give me number yeah. three. Yeah, if they do another project together, that'd be dope. Boldy, if he could get some of the Griselda guys to pop up too, I would like that. Even though he's been, to me, he's probably with. the my favorite member of that group. Like, as far as my favorite member of the people that got signed to that group, he's on top right now. Like, when he drops the project. I think that Benny kind of, in 2020-ish, kind of took a different step than Boldy, you know, with the way that Griselda was getting pushed. Boldy signed to Griselda. I was feeling like Griselda was getting that big push, you know, after that Dr. Burr's. I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel show or some shit performing that. That was crazy. And then Boldy signs after. I feel like Boldy is still in that lane where he's just going to get it like over and over again. And Benny's already like kind of broke that threshold, bro. Yeah. He's already, yeah, like, you remember the album, you know, Burden of Proof with Benny? Like that was really yeah. like a breakout moment with him. I feel like Bodie has never really had one of those albums where he's like, hey, y'all, I'm here now. Nah, it's just been like us, me, you. Yeah, yeah people, people were tapped in, in or tapped in. Yeah, it's like not... it's, it reminds you of Isaiah Rashad. You know, Isaiah Rashad, he got signed to TDE after Black Hippie, the collective you know, was really pushing. I think he was like one of the first young signees. And mm -hmm. Isaiah Rashad arguably has a comparable discography with some of the other people in that collective yes. you know from yes especially after you know sylvia demo we just saw the 10-year anniversary i think right and people were celebrating yep. it and you know his other projects have impact as well i think boldy is kind of like that where he's not as big as the top guys but if you really look at his catalog he could be the best if you listen to music a certain way he makes his shit for his fans not trying to go mainstream no 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 he's not trying to bring much people onto his project because you know get them extra streams and stuff and i think that's really something that set him apart is not compromised the sound for the reach that's really a tough thing for artists nowadays is compromising their style and their stuff for to sound more mainstream so they can get more plays or whatever because nowadays it's harder and harder to ever become a superstar man there ain't no more michael jackson's bro everyone has to go out and show face and find ways to promote and they really put that on the artists nowadays compared to how it used to be and i think yeah. boldy finds a way to promote his music and a way to obviously sell to the fans that tap in and connected with his music on whatever level they connected it to it with. You know what I'm saying? If he keeps dropping like this, and which I know he will, especially this year, if he drops like he did before the accident, like two or three more projects. And yeah. all of them have like top tier songs on them, even if they're not all top tier albums, but they're like, oh, this is really good. He'll definitely be respected at the end of his career. He's already building respect now. Probably has made connections with people that are in the game that knows what he's doing. People have to stop trying to play into to mainstream at this point because you're going to fall off. They're going to get tired of you. They're going to let you go. That's literally their formula in the industry, man. And I think part of what Bodhi kind of showed us in 2020 with the price of tea in China, because that was one of our most highly touted albums of the year, is style, authenticity, doing your own shit is the most important thing for an artist because yeah. that's what draws in your fans. That's what keeps your fans loyal. And that's what gets you paid for life. Yeah. It's not that one day fame, bro. Yeah. And he's been putting them in work for years. Even before that project, you know, he had apparently been working with other rappers and been putting out like mixtapes and he had connections with the cool kids. That's why Sir Michael Ross 
popped up on Indiana Jones so much. He was in the background of one of their videos. I forgot which one, but he shows with staying on your game and working on your craft that eventually people will tap in and you'll be able to reap all the benefits from all the work you put in. Even sometimes with content creators, I'm surprised that more people aren't talking about these projects. I remember Fair Exchange, No Robbery. I think people talked about it a little bit, but I don't know. I'd be expecting to see more reviews and opinions and more conversations where he's brought up as one of the better rappers in the game right now. One of yeah. the more consistent, well, you know, sometimes because even within, to yeah. Us he is. Yeah, but within the internet and stuff, I mean, I see him brought up, but I would expect it to be like basically like if Voldy's dropping Twitter, especially like, you know, underground rap Twitter would be talking they about They be on mute, bro. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd be surprised. Shit. We talk about going to see artists live and stuff. I haven't seen him live, but next time if he comes out to the Bay, um, I'll definitely he, try to tap in. He is going to come out to the Bay with Bane the Butcher. So yeah, I need to go see and see how the crowd and stuff interacts because I feel like there's more people that know Bodie. Maybe it's because he has an old head fan base. You know, they're not on the internet as much because I do know, like, my pops actually knows Bodie. He listens to Bodie. So what? it could be that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's because he has... Pops is too cool, bro. You need to tell brother to chill. <laughs> but I feel like the other ones found a way to be brought up more. And I know that's because, you know, Westside is crazy. He works with a bunch of artists and so has Benny at this point. And Conway, he's an OG and he really came up with them as well at this point. So it's a little different, but yeah, people need to put more respect on Bodie's name and Nick Craven. Nick Craven, you show me, man. If you get a dope rapper and y'all make a collab project, especially if y'all keep going, like y'all go back to back, you're not really going to mess up and it's not a fluke. You do your thing pretty much all the time. I don't know if you checked out the project he did with Ransom, I think last year. That shit was dope too. So he knows how to work with rappers like this and give them what they need. That's that real Canadian right there, Montreal. Stand up. I really don't get it though. You know, you're talking about Boldy not being talked about enough. I mean, you look at his scene, right? Like these and Babyface Ray are on top of that scene. I mean, like they're great rappers and all but could they go bar for bar with uh, Bodie? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I mean, they you know, they make more catchy so music. Babyface Ray just played an album for the summer and Bodie's making more music for the trenches. <laughs> or music, music for motivation for your nine to five. Even though you ain't hustling, you hustling in a different way. So of course, Babyface Ray does that and, and Beast does that. But, you know, they have different cosigns. They have different, you know, markets they appeal to. I'm hoping maybe it's there and I'm just not seeing it. Bodie will be praised more and... One of these projects, whether it's with Craven or it's with the other producers he works with or the other people he collabs with. One day I'm going to go on Twitter or wherever, TikTok, and I'm just going to see people saying, wow, this Bodie guy dropped the best album of the year. I think it'll happen. Eventually. We'll get there, man. Price of Tea in China might have been the closest he ever got. Yeah, and that was when he got signed to Griselda, yeah, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see, man. Really exciting stuff, though. Thank you so much, Bodie, for this project man it's, it's really dope like we've been saying this entire time a lot of adversity to getting this album still delivered man most consistent rapper in the game even after he's you know gotta take time off because he can't fucking talk bro like it's fucking crazy man big props bro. two for two Bodie and craven yeah this might be in my top 10 later but we'll see how the rest of this year goes this is a sneak peek maybe vultures will be which version? I don't know. <laughs> By the time we get to the end of the year, it's going to be version four, bro. Four. You're going to have half the samples taken off the album, stripped away. Yeah, and, see. and he's supposed to drop volume two and three soon. So we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much. Make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe. Go ahead, hit that bell. Go ahead, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at the Hip Hop Babies on pretty much everything TikTok. We just trying to do it, man. We just trying to make it boldy, motivate me, man. You're going to make me be the best goddamn YouTuber in the world. So thank you again for this project. 
Y'all make sure y'all go stream that shit too. Go show some love. Say something in the comments. Share it with your family. Shout out to Craven for uh, the dope beats on this. Don't listen to the haters, the naysayers. Keep chopping up the beats you how you want to and giving them to the rappers who are taking them. And obviously, know you're talented because you worked with a lot of names in the underground. Probably even names in the mainstream that I don't know. Hopefully you will soon. Because people need to pay attention. We've seen Conductor, you know, work with people like Drake and stuff now. So, you know, maybe you'll get your shine like that, too. Because you from Canada. You know, Drake might hit you up. You got to pick up. You got to pick up. <laughs> got to pick up. But support the Patreon if you'd like. Thank you for watching. And with that being said, peace. peace.